Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, it's C. Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM. The Fan, 55 past the hour. Time for another walkie sports time. I'll brought to you by Potawatomi Sportsbook. Bet on all your favorite sports 24-7. Enjoy over 70 self-service kiosks, wall-to-wall TVs, free parking, great food, and a full bar. Bet big, bet bold. Learn more at PaysBig.com. Being joined now by our guy, Tim Muma, over at BrewerFanatic.com. Uh, Tim, thanks so much for joining me. First things first, your thoughts on the deal signed by Jackson Churio. Ten years with a chance to be over $140 million at the age of 19, having never played a big league game. I absolutely love it. And I, I think that uh, part of it is just you got to believe in your people, believe in your scouts, what your stats tell you, what your projections tell you, and uh, and just go for it. And it's it's not something that we've seen the Brewers do a lot, just in general. Usually they're trying to hedge their bets and kind of play the middle somewhere. And, and I get that. I understand that sort of play it safe mentality when when you feel like you don't have the, the resources in the market that uh, that they play in. But Man, you get a guy you think is a generational type talent. You know, everybody seems to be all in on him, whether it's his makeup, his physical tools, again, just how they project him. And I think it's exactly the move you need to make to. And it's not about necessarily getting people excited just for the sake of doing so. It's really saying we believe in this guy. It puts a lot of pressure on him for sure, but everything that we've seen and heard about him, it's this is the exact move you make for this type of player. And you hope, obviously. He leans more toward a Ronald Acuna Jr. type, okay. um, and then you really you know make out like bandits with this deal. And as we see with some of these contracts coming up with with Burns and of course Woodruff had he not been hurt, you got to decide if you're going to pay early or pay late. And you know they're usually not paying late if you have a superstar. Just don't be a cheater like Braun. That's all I ask. <laughs> uh, Tim Muma has a great piece up uh, right now at BrewerFanatic.com. Make sure you want to go check that out. And Jackson Cherry on what the Brewers need to do uh, coming up this offseason. Uh, my fear is they're still going to try to compete instead of doing a rebuild like they should, even without Brandon Woodruff. Uh, am I wrong to fear that? I don't think it's wrong with fearing competing if they're doing it in sort of a haphazard kind of way. I, it, part of the article I was saying is that you can definitely deal Burns and still be extremely competitive because of A, what you're going to get back from him, and B, the other chips that you have to trade. Is, is, I mean, again, now with Cheerio in the fold, you know, of course, some people are hoping and thinking he's going to make the opening day roster. I still have my doubts, but I mean, they are just loaded when it comes to outfield depth. So between the outfield depth that you really should utilize to trade for more pieces, and if you deal Burns, 
there's plenty of options as far as getting talent back to supplement your offense and a lot of pitchers out there in free agency. And we know the Brewers have always done a great job of finding those mid-level pitchers and turning them into something a little bit better, at least for a year or two. And that's all you're looking at right now until you really have that open window of all your young guys coming up and, and being contributors. So there's no reason they can't win the NL Central and do some damage in the playoffs if they play their cards right. And again, I think it comes down to being aggressive, but being aggressive in a way that, that maybe we haven't really seen here, and that's with going for high-level talent, not necessarily trying to get you know a bunch of mid-level guys back from a, from a trade, so to speak, and like, oh, I hope one of them pans out. It worked with Freddie Peralta, but in general, you got to find those guys who have high, high ceilings and not worry about the guys who are high floors and you're just hoping they can contribute. John Heyman, our Odyssey MLB insider, uh, stated in a piece uh uh, the other night uh, that he believes the Brewers think they can still be contenders and that in order to trade Corbin Burns, they're kind of going to have to have their mind blown, which tells me they're probably not going to trade Corbin Burns. I think it's a huge mistake uh, if they go through this season and Burns and Adamas both are uh, uh, essentially allowed to walk away from this team with nothing in return, similar to what happened with Prince Fielder. The difference is with Fielder, you had a chance to go win a World Series. You were in that position. Uh, I just can't see how they're in that position if they keep Burns and Adamas going forward. Yeah, I think that's fair to question that. They're they're not at that level, uh, at the same level they were when they had Fielder on the last year of his deal. Completely agree with that. Uh, you know, of course, you also see the way the Major League Baseball, the makeup of it is now, especially with the postseason, of course, you, you have a shot. Now, the Brewers haven't proven that, that they can that they can pull that off in the, in the postseason. Um, but I do think there's going to be quite a bit of interest in Burns. And your hope is if you are trading Burns, that you're going to have multiple teams sort of fighting it out behind the scenes. And, and that's where you're going to get that big offer that, that Matt Arnold just can't pass up. I think you know the Orioles, as I've mentioned a number of times, both in my article and on, like on social media, I, they have so many prospects they could deal from. The Dodgers always have a great farm system, and you know that's a club that'd be willing to take on Burns because they'd be looking to extend him after that. Um, Texas probably is still looking for pitching, even though they just went out and won a World Series. Uh, you know they're in that window of competition where they want to win, and there's going to be other teams that you just don't hear about that are still going to be looking to add someone like Burns. Now, to your point, what Heyman said, if their doors aren't blown off, maybe they hang on to them. I understand what you're saying. That could be a mistake, but there's no reason to trade them just to get, you know, a, a few pieces here and there. I don't think that benefits you either. Um, as far as Adamas goes, it's a little different situation. I don't know that he's got as much value, and I'm fine with just holding on to him, and maybe they try to extend him uh, like a short-term contract to up his value for himself for the next time he reaches free agency. But I think Burns is the key, and I do agree you got to get something big in return. Uh, and if you don't, I, it's hard for me to argue that holding on to him isn't the right call because you just don't want to give him away for nothing either. What about Devin Williams? I mean, if I put Williams into this category with Adamas and Burns, of those three, which one do you think probably has the best chance of getting moved? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I still think Burns is the best one at getting moved, has the best chance. Uh, Williams probably brings you the most value. That, yep. That's where that comes into play. I mean, just team control, cost-wise, and obviously being a dominant closer that, you know, a, a team that feels like they're on the precipice, like the Orioles, again, that's another again they, another area they're looking to shore up is their relief core. Um, you know, that would make a lot of sense. But I guess I have a hard time seeing the Brewers do that because Williams isn't going to cost them much for at least the next year or two course then i'm sure everybody's thinking well it's going to be a hater situation and we're going to go down that route again but there, there's so much that can happen and change in the next year or two especially the, depending on what they do with burns with adamas and how they want to handle the the influx of young guys that they have whether they're bringing them up to play or they're dealing them for pieces that they need in the future uh, i i think you know i think we've said this for the last couple of years it's going to be an interesting off season they need to pick a direction at some point, but the direction they go is probably going to be determined by the offers they get. And unfortunately right now it's a little quiet. It seems like at the winter meetings and, and how everybody's sort of holding their cars close to their vest. But I think once uh, some of the big free agents go, things will open up quite a bit. And I, I think you'll start hearing a lot of rumors when it comes to Burns and Adamas and maybe even Williams. But again, I don't, I don't see that happening. I'd love to see them shock the, shock the baseball world, shock the Brewers fan base and say, okay, tell you what, we are going to go for it one more time. We are going to keep Burns and Adamas and Devin Williams and all of that. And not only are we going to do that, we're going to trade for Shane Bieber. Uh, and we're going to rent him out for a year uh, as well. And we're going to give up one of our outfielders, whoever it may be. And we're going to put Bieber at the front of that rotation with Burns and Peralta and Wyatt Miley, who you brought back. And we're going to try uh, and, and win this division again and do something. That, I think would blow everybody's doors off. I think would have everybody talking and this Brewers fan base would be reinvigorated as far as uh, not, you know, can't wait for the season to get here versus right now kind of looking at it as uh, this might be a while. Cleveland's definitely a perfect fit for the Brewers in terms of them wanting and needing outfielders and obviously young cost-effective players because they spend really even less than the Brewers. I don't know if Bieber fits the profile for what the Brewers look uh, look for exactly. Um, he's obviously had some great years. I don't know if that puts you over the top, but if that if they stick to their philosophy of you know pitching and, and run prevention first, that obviously fits the mold. Uh, I would love to see something like that. Again, I, I think it really comes down to the Brewers and Matt Arnold needing to trust themselves. I mean, I, I just think it's something that they haven't done in the past where they really believe in their decision wholeheartedly. It always seems like they're sort of listening to the critics and sort of worried about, well, we don't want to fail. We don't want something to blow up in our face. Well, sometimes it's okay if that happens. And it's okay if that happens when you're you're trying to make a big move and you're talking about young guys. Again, like with the Cheerio deal. 
in the end, if that blows up, it's not that big of a deal. If you go out and sign a guy for you know an enormous contract and he gets hurt and, and he's just never the same player, you can't probably do that. But you can still be aggressive in these other ways. And to your point, deal one of these young outfielders you know, and, and look for something that you can get back that will help you compete for this year or for the next two years. And then you reset and figure out, okay, where do we go from here? Because at that point, you're going to know – how much development's happened in your minor league system, which pitchers you can trust that you're bringing up, and where you need to go as far as an offensive direction. I think it works either way. They just have to figure out what exactly is going to be the best path for them right now and go for it. Not be wishy-washy, not get stuck in the middle. Talking with Tim Muma of Brewer Fanatic. Follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore Muma. Follow Brewer Fanatic on Twitter at Brewer underscore Fanatic. Again, great stuff done there by them for sure. Uh, of the outfielders that they've got left, you know, Mitchell, Weimer, Freelich, those guys, uh, of those three, if they're going to move somebody, which one do you think ends up getting moved? This is the tough part because they might evaluate guys and assess them differently than I might. Um, for example, I love Freelich, and I know you are pushing him still to go to second base. It's not going to happen. No, I know. So that I know. I'm by, by myself <laughs> on this. That's fine. I'm all right with that. Um, but I love Freelich, so I would, I would – hold on to him more than anybody else. That's that's my perspective. So then it really comes down to Weimer and Mitchell. Right now, I think Mitchell has a lot more value. He's proven himself at least a little bit at the big league level. Uh, Weimer, of course, has the sort of the flash of the, the power and the arm. Um, but, you know, Mitchell has concerns, too. He's only done it in short spurts, and he has injury concerns. Yep. So if I, had to, if I had to guess, I would think Mitchell would be the one because I do think he has the most value, of, especially if you're looking at those three young guys specifically. Uh, and I think, you know, there are a number of teams that could see Mitchell being utilized in a, a lot of different ways, whether it's top of the order or just as a defensive guy. You know, the, the Tampa Bay Rays have come up, I think, as a team that would make a lot of sense for Mitchell, and they're looking to get rid of some guys. Um, so there's definitely some some options there. At the same time, as much as I love Freelich, if the right deal came along and it, you think it's the right guy, you got again, you got to be bold enough to make that move and say, well, we, we trust in Mitchell or we believe in Weimer. Uh, we believe in some of our other young guys that are going to be coming up. Let's make this move. It might hurt a little bit down the road, but you know this is the guy we want now, and he's going to help us for even the next one, two years, and then we'll go from there. So I, I think, again, there's going to be so many options, and it's really going to come down to how do the Brewers evaluate their guys, how do their potential trade partners evaluate, and then you go from there. But if, if I had to venture a guess, if I was going to pick one, I would go with Garrett Mitchell just because he, he has as much of a proven value as anybody right now. I'll give you another idea that just popped in my head while you were talking. <laughs> All right. All right. It's not as crazy as Freelich to second, but it is involving a position switch for somebody else on the roster. And other people have talked about this position switch. I'm not convinced he would agree to it, but maybe you ask. I don't know. If Yelich goes to first, mm-hmm. that then would allow you to play Freelich at DH if you wanted and let Weimer, Mitchell, and Churio be in the outfield, which would be probably among the fastest outfields uh, yeah. in, in baseball, one of the better defensive outfields in baseball, and would allow you to have Freelich still be that leadoff hitter every day or rotate him and Mitchell and Weimer in the corners to get him some playing time, whatever, I don't care. All I'm saying is that would be one way of getting everybody you know, playing time kind of going forward if Yelich were to agree to go to first. I 100% agree on that, and it might not happen now, but I, I think conversations have to be going. We know Yelich, is, he's been better defensively the last year and a half. 
his arm is never going to be what you want from an outfielder. And, and he has acknowledged that. Um, so depending on his willingness and, and he seems, again, I don't know him personally. I don't have conversations with him. He seems like the kind of team player and someone who respects organization enough to feel like, well, if, if that's going to help us the most, then I'm willing to do it now, whether or not it works or not, he can handle it. You know, that's, that's another conversation. Uh, but to your point, because of the DH, it always gives you options really to keep an extra outfielder or keep a guy who's just a bat because you can rotate guys through there. Uh, you know, the Brewers are going to have some guys potentially coming up that might need to utilize first base or the DH spot, a guy like uh, Tyler Black, because I don't know if he's going to stick at third base. Uh, again, if you bring in any guys from a trade, potentially, you, know, you want to make sure you figure out where they're going to you know, situate on the field. Uh, but I think for the most part, to your point, there's nothing wrong with having too many guys and figuring that out because we all know some guys don't work out. Some guys get injured. Uh, you know, uh, things kind of figure themselves out in the end. And that's where it comes down to what's going to be more valuable for the Brewers now and in two, three years. Is it the depth that they're potentially going to have with their outfielders or is it utilizing some of that right now to acquire talent that they need in another area on the field? So I, I'm 100% behind the idea of, of making guys versatile, even somebody like Yelich who has the big contract. It, it all depends on their personality and whether or not they can physically do it. We obviously saw it with Braun. You know, it was manageable. Um, you've seen other guys do it. Bryce Harper, obviously, in Philadelphia, that's that's probably the the biggest name you can think of recently who's doing it, and they essentially turn him into a full-time first baseman. So that'd be a great place to uh, to point to if you're the Brewers and say, look, if Bryce Harper can do it, I think you can do it, Chris. I got one last one for you. Great. So often I have read over the last couple of years that power plays in the postseason in the playoffs. You, you've got to have a certain amount of power in your yep. lineup in order to win in the postseason. As you look at what this lineup could be, does this team have enough power as we sit today? No, probably not. At least nothing that would be proven. Uh, and that's part of why I would love for them to go find that MLB-ready bat who has that big-time ceiling. Um, you know, just, again, for namesake, Kobe Mayo from the Orioles is somebody that I love as far as that power profile that you're talking about because I don't think they have it. And, you know, you can make the argument if you don't have enough of it, you need to play a different way. And, of course, then you get into the analytics of, well, bunting and stealing and small ball doesn't work, so why do it? But I guess my argument is if you don't have enough power, then shouldn't you find another way to, to win games? But I don't think they have the power right now, so they definitely need to find ways to to bring that into the organization. Otherwise, it's probably not going to work in the postseason unless they get a lot of luck. He is Tim Muma, Brewer Fanatic. Again, follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore Muma. Love talking baseball with my guy, Tim Muma. And we will talk again, I'm sure, as we get through the offseason, if and when the Brewers make any other moves uh, going forward between now and spring training. Tim, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sparky. Always a pleasure, man. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.